So today on Ash Wednesday, we remember our mortality. And my body decided to join in that celebration. I woke up this morning with the worst crick in my neck that I've ever had in my whole life. So if I'm not looking to the folks on the right side of the room, it's because it hurts to look that way. So my body in its own way is reminding me that it is breaking down and it too will pass away and return to, to, to dust. Tish Harrison Warren, who's an author and an Anglican priest, a few years back quipped that her job as an Anglican priest on Ash Wednesday is to remind people that we are going to die. And so I stand before you as an Anglican priest reminding us that we will die. And that's hard news to hear, but just as I'm old enough to know, just as I'm old enough to have cricks in my neck, I'm also old enough to know that it's best to sandwich bad news with good news. And so that's what we're going to try and do right now. So what good news can there come from knowing that we're going to die? Well, this can be good news for people who've forgotten that that's true. It's easy for people who are young and healthy, or for those of us who live in peace and prosperity, to forget that death is ever-present. In the absence of the death around us, we might forget that death is actually always stalking behind us. And if that's the case, it's easy to lose sight of death, which is the strongest reminder that we are in fact creatures. We did not create ourselves. We are not gods. We have limits. And that is important to remember when we live in a culture that asks us to be limitless, that tells us we can do whatever we want to do, that tells us that we can solve all of the world's problems. And if we start to believe that, if we lose sight of death and believe that we don't have limits, then all of a sudden we're going to find ourselves living under the weight of those expectations. We're going to find ourselves living under a weight that we cannot bear because we were not made to be creatures without limits. And in that way, remembering our death helps us to be disillusioned. And as one pastor friend of mine says, disillusionment is always a good thing because it means you're no longer living under an illusion. And so remembering death protects us from the anxieties of the illusion of life without limits. But for some of us, we aren't under that spell to begin with. Perhaps those we've loved have died in the past two years to COVID. Perhaps we've gotten a new diagnosis that has brought new meaning to how we number our days. Perhaps we have chronic pain that does not let us forget that our body is constantly breaking down. Or perhaps, uh, like many of us, we've seen war thrust on the headlines that reminds us that death is much closer than we might imagine. It's part of the human experience. And so when we're not under that spell, we still are confronted with the bad news that death is an enemy. There's no other way of putting it. Death separates us from those whom we love, 
and it brings futility to all of our work and efforts. It's easy for us to know the former, that death separates us from all that we love, but it's easy to forget the latter, that it brings futility. And Jesus emphasized that in our gospel reading when he says that if we live only for this world, forgetting that death is around the corner, all of our efforts will come to naught if we put our treasure here on earth. No matter our best efforts, they will succumb to the inevitabilities of moth and rust and death. It spares no one. And if that's the case, it might be easy to think maybe the illusion of living without limits is not that bad. Uh, I was talking to uh, dear friends of mine in my family who are retired and in their 60s and 70s, and they were candidly reflecting about how looking back on their careers, lots of it didn't have meaning. He was an executive in marketing, and he talked about, yeah, a lot of my life was devoted to getting people to buy things that they don't need. And in hindsight, it's kind of worthless. But he found solace in the fact that, well, the, the, the meaning of my work was not perhaps that, but it was the people whose lives that I affected. And the thing that we don't like to think about is even that cannot stand in the face of death because those lives whom we affect will also die. Their children will also die. Everyone will succumb to death. The best work that we have, even the work that is done well, faces futility in the light of death. And so it might think, man, maybe it is better to live under an illusion. But the truth is that we are dust, and to dust we will return. And so we need help in the face of the specter of death. We need help. We need a meaning that death cannot destroy and a hope that it cannot devour. And if we go to the other side of the sandwich, the good news is that the phrase, to dust you are and to dust you shall return, is not entirely true. It was spoken to Adam and Eve after they sought to free themselves from the good limits that God gave them. And when they did, they found themselves enslaved. They sought life apart from God and found it to be death. And in our own ways, we have all done that ourselves. But we were not made just to be dust, even though we were made out of dust. He who made dust and he who made us out of dust himself took on a body of dirt and joined us in not only our life but also our death that we might join him in his life. And so this season in Lent, it's a time for us to remember our death but to remember our death in light of Christ's death. And so Lent is a season of self-examination for us to examine the ways that we might have resisted the life that God offers us in Christ or the ways in which we might be embracing the things that seem like life but lead to death. And this examination can be intimidating. 
Before I went to seminary, I worked for a consulting firm for three years, and at the end of every year, we'd have uh, assessment. And part of that assessment included a self-evaluation. And I don't know if any of y'all have had these things when you worked, but I feel like the thought that's always in the back of your mind is, how honest can I be in this? If I tell them all of the worst things that I've done, would they just fire me? Because my employer is committing to having effective employees and it's committed to its bottom line. And so the, the honesty carries this risk, it carries this fear. But self-examination before God is not the same as self-evaluation before our employer. When we examine ourselves before God, we have the freedom to be devastatingly honest and not fear rejection because Christ was rejected in our place. And so we can look deep into the darkness of our hearts in the places where we have chosen death and not be afraid that God will cast us off because God is in the business of redeeming sinners and his purpose is to dwell with us, to have union with the children that he has made. And so it's safe for us to be honest before God. In a few minutes here, I'm going to tell all of us, each one in turn, to dust, uh, from dust you are and to dust you shall return. And I'm going to make on your forehead a sign of the cross, a sign of death. And if you've been baptized, that same cross was made on your forehead in baptism. And baptism also starts in death. You're plunged into the waters to die with Christ to sin. But baptism does not end there. It ends in being raised out of the waters of death and into new life. And so Lent begins today with ashes and a cross on our forehead. But it ends in Easter and it ends with the promise that death in Christ leads to life. And so the good news is that we are not infinite and we do not have to bear the expectations of life without limits. But the bad news is that we all will die. And that death threatens not just our life, but all the meaning that we have found in it. But the better news is that Christ has shared in our death that we might share in his life. And every death in him is the beginning of a resurrection. And so we can remember our death with hope. Not just the death that awaits us all, but the small deaths that we will encounter as we examine ourselves and have to give up the things that we thought would lead to life. So this Lent, as we are invited into a holy Lent, let us remember our death in light of Christ's death to give us hope before the deaths that we have in our life here. Please pray with me. Jesus, in the scriptures, you are referred to as our older brother. Um, and our older siblings go through things before we do. And you went through death before us. 
Give us the grace and the hope this Lent to look honestly at ourselves that we might face the small deaths in our life and the death that we all face with the courage and hope that you went through death and came out in newness of life. Jesus, we ask this in your name. Amen.